Hi guys and welcome to Christ Green Relax. Today I'm going to kick off a podcast talking about what we learn from our kids. Um, Every parent has a duty to educate their children about a number of things throughout life. From sharing toys, health, life skills. But really, who is teaching who? Having three children, a 17 year old, a 4 year old who is autistic... And a two-year-old, I feel that whatever whatever I teach them, they somehow teach me something way more important. Sometimes inadvertently, sometimes bluntly, sometimes unexpected, but always needed and always appreciated. Um, so the first thing um, that I was... Um, what I kind of learnt about myself is that I really miss dancing. Um, I've always been an active person up until about four years ago. I stopped dancing and teaching. I taught dance, sport and fitness in schools and I was a choreographer and I took health and staying active quite seriously. Um, And I didn't realise how much stopping all that impacted my life in such a negative way until Cohen, my second child, came along. So Cohen is autistic um, And he just has so much energy. He loves to climb and run and spin. And it's really, really difficult to keep up with him. Um, And the other day we were all jumping around in the garden. We were pretending to be kangaroos and then running around the table chasing each other. And then he decided to climb up my body. Literally climb up my body until he was sat like on my shoulders hanging onto my head and then proceeding to swing about all while my two-year-old is swinging off my leg and I was thinking I just I do not want to be a climbing frame like I'm five foot and I I do not have the strength to support you both but it made me realize that being active is just super important and I'd hate for my kids to be couch potatoes and not like being outside so I decided to start you know, exercising and dancing again, just around the house, you know, but it brought a joy to my heart, I put some music on, and my daughter started copying me, and we had so much fun, and I just thought, if Cohen didn't have that energy, then I'd still just be sat around, not doing anything, because we're so used to kind of getting into routines and excuses, but it's just not acceptable, And now my son, my 17-year-old, he keeps changing his fucking career options. And he's deciding now he wants to join the Marines. So he's like, I need to get fit and I need to put on weight. I need to bulk up. And I'm telling him what to do because I used to be a personal trainer. But I'm like, actually, I need to be doing it with him. So, yeah, I've learned that I really need to keep active. I need to keep active so that I can motivate my eldest son and keep up with my youngest. Um, so the second thing I think that my kids have taught me is ask questions. For some reason, kids go from constantly asking questions to becoming too shy or, or nervous to speak up. Every time your toddler asks why a million times, why to embarrassing questions, why to scientific questions, why to impossible questions. We should absolutely embrace the curiosity. I am forever telling my teenager, 
If you don't ask questions, you're not going to get an answer. And if you don't understand, keep asking. And when I started this autism journey with Cohen, I was totally overwhelmed with different terminology. And I thought, I don't want to ask like in the middle of a meeting or reviews. But then I thought to myself, but that is the best time to ask these questions because I'm sat in front of the people who have answers. And again, sometimes we get into these like routines where we, we just lose a bit of confidence and we're not quite sure. But I have learned to ask questions because I can't tell my kids, ask questions, and then I'm too afraid to do it. And I need to ask questions for Colin. To be an autism advocate, I have to ask questions. So it's making me learn to be confident again in my ability to ask for whatever I need. The third thing is my daughter, Evie. Evie taught me that I am super brave. I gave birth to Evie in the hallway of my previous house. It was completely unexpected. She was born in three minutes. From the time my contraction started, I gave three pushes and she was born. It was the most scariest panic stricken experience I have ever had but also very liberating knowing that my body is capable of handling such a process without any medical assistance I don't think there's anything in the world that can make you feel more courageous than that I mean obviously I had it and then I went to hospital and then I had to have emergency surgery (laughs) but um the actual experience of giving birth with nobody there well my kids were there but without having medical assistance extremely liberating and I think that if any woman has done that you are very courageous um and from there I think I'll lead into also knowing that you have many strengths and never to limit yourself um More specifically, limit yourself due to lack of education, lack of qualification, we'll say. Being a mum, or being a parent, should I say, is so much more than the stereotypical cut, clean, run errands. I do a job of keeping three human beings alive, fed, watered, clothed, without being paid or praised, all while trying to keep my sanity and somehow save the world. You know, you become a million different people. You become a nurse, a referee, an alarm clock, a counsellor, a teacher, a cook, a maid, a flipping DIY expert. The, The list just goes on. You have so many transferable skills that you just, you don't even realise. You know, since high school, all I have done is study. I went to college and then uni, and then I started a master's. And a month into the master's, I thought to myself, why am I putting all this pressure on myself when all the skills I need, I'm learning every day from my kids? And Google. And YouTube. (laughs) But, you know, I'm learning all the time something from them. And it's something that can't be taught because you've you've got to have the, the, the experience You've got to have a full-on experience. It's nothing that can just be 
taught from reading a book. Not that I'm against reading books because I love reading, but most of the skills that we need are through having children and going through these experiences. You know, you you start to become a planner. You know how to be organised and manage time. Skills that, you know, these attributes can be transferred then to any job. You you learn that you are capable of doing any job. Like, a, what do you call a guy who works in a sewer? I don't know. Sewage, waste, recycle, operative. Yep, I could do that job. Why? Because I am up to my elbows in dirty nappies and vomit and snot. I could do that. Uh, what else? An explorer. Yep. On a weekly basis, I venture into caves and canals, unearthing bogey nuggets and wax candles. Seriously, nobody tells you that you will become an expert on picking bogies. Um, what else could you do? You could become a CSI, FBI person because nobody is better at finding out if your teenager is lying or not. We know, we see and we hear everything i mean you could even become a microbiologist because let me tell you if you have a teenager they will they will leave cups dishes empty wrappers in their bedroom and even though you have told them repeatedly do not take food into your bedroom you'll find it it'll be stuffed down the side of the bed under the bed on the windowsill honestly and you will be able to identify what type of mould is growing on that stuff. It's absolutely gross. Trust me, I could give a microbiologist a run for his money. You know, kids educate you all all the time. We are trying to educate the kids on teaching phonics and numbers. But listen, even if you couldn't do maths or French at school, it doesn't even matter. Because your kids will always need help with schoolwork. Which then you have to remember how to do because most of the times you get something and you're like, what the hell is this? So then you have to start Googling and YouTubing to find the, the, the right answer. But along the way, you'll have learned how to say, you know, I went to the shop in French. or learn some algebra equation that only a scientist is going to use. However... As my son is autistic and has fixations on certain things, for example, Spanish, numbers, planets, I now know Spanish songs and numbers to 10. I also know all the planets of the solar system and the facts about the planets. So, you know, sometimes we learn things and we may think, I don't need to know this information. My brain is already so full of unnecessary crap. But you know what? When my son is getting agitated and I'm able to start singing Spanish numbers, boy, oh boy, am I happy that I know Spanish. <laughs> um, okay, this is a big one. Lying. <sighs> Parents constantly tell their children, do not lie. Don't you dare lie to me. But parents lie all throughout the year. Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, Sandman, Tooth Fairy. Can't think of what else. And they tell these lies because 
they think it's cute like oh easter bunny or they're trying to bribe the kids about something you know if you're not if you're on if you don't behave then santa claus won't come and they make their children believe every word they say uh, there was a kid who said I don't have a chimney, I don't have a fireplace, so how does Santa get in? And the parent said, oh, he has a magic key. And I thought to myself, wait, what if, what if this child comes downstairs in the middle of the night and you've got a burglar coming in and they'll say, oh, did you use the magic key? You know, it's like you can't say these things. You can't. Children hang on to every word that you say. You have to be so careful what you say around kids. You can't say that they've got a magic key to get into your house. Some guy's going to come in, he's going to eat all your cookies, drink your milk, give all your carrots to Rudolph, and then for that, he's going to leave you a present. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but... What happens then when the child finds out the truth? That you're a big fat liar. I've never had this problem because... It stems back to me being 10 years old. And the boy next door still believed in Santa Claus. And I just told him, like, well, Santa Claus ain't real. Your mum buys all your Christmas presents. And boy, oh boy. His mum came round and she started, like, arguing with my mum on the doorstep. And then my mum was like, why did you go and tell him that Santa Claus don't exist? And I didn't think of it as a, as a big problem. But that boy was absolutely heartbroken. And... I just thought to myself, why would the parent lie? Because at some point she's got to tell him the truth. You know, and she was pissed. She was This mother was pissed because she had to then go tell her 10-year-old that, that um, Santa Claus didn't exist. And I just thought, I can't be doing that. I've always told Tyrell the truth. And I think that goes a long way about appreciation. You know, Ty knows that I work hard to save money to buy a present rather than him just expecting a present with no gratitude. Um, you know, and gratitude needs to be taught while, while kids are young. So I don't know, maybe it's me just being like a, a Grinch or something, but I don't know. I just think we shouldn't lie to our children. We should always tell them the, the truth. Um, what else? Creativity. If you were a person who never joined a glee club, didn't like sports, didn't like art class, well, that will all change. If you have kids or you're planning on having kids, that will change. I've always loved arts and crafts and I've seen throughout this year how parents have really had to adapt and become more creative to entertain the kids and keep them engaged in activities. Um, Cohen doesn't have a long attention span especially if it's something that he isn't interested in if it's ABCs and numbers then we're fine but if it was drawing no he's not going to be interested so he was playing with the tape measure he was trying to shove it underneath an ottoman so I got the empty box of the washing capsule capsules what you put in the washing machine the, I got the box of that cut a slit into it and then showed him how to insert the tape measure into the box. And, oh my gosh, you know, it's amazing how he was just happy for ages just inserting the tape measure into the box and then he'd open the lid and take it out and then repeat it. And I thought, wow. 
And I was so proud of myself because it's difficult for him to engage in typical toys. And something like this is great for his motor and dexterity skills. And this isn't a toy, you know, that you can buy in a shop. And I thought, wow, you know, fast thinking, Brooke. You thought on your feet and you managed to create something for him that he still plays. I mean, I, did, I made that toy months ago and he still plays with it today. So creativity is, is a, you'll learn how to become a creative person through your kids for sure, for sure. I think the biggest lesson that I have learned from being a parent or what my kids have taught me is how to be patient. We forever tell our kids, hold on a minute, one more minute, two seconds, just wait, you'll have to wait. We want them to be patient and bear with us, whether it's because we're working, we're on a call, we're trying to multitask. But I think, how patient are we, the parents, with our children? I looked up the meaning and it says the capacity to accept or tolerate delay problems or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious and I thought to myself every time I'm trying to get out the door I'm in a rush and we're late stress levels start to rise voice volume starts to rise mood starts to deplete and all for what my kids are like little free spirits especially Cohen you know who lives in a totally different world they don't factor in time and punctuality and organization into their day and rightly so because they're kids and they should be they shouldn't be constrained to time frames and conform to society's norms so I decided quite a while back you know I'm taking a leaf out of their book I don't think about worst case scenarios anymore I just go with the flow I have learned how to understand and counteract triggers so if Cohen's going to have a meltdown in the street, then so be it. If Tyrell doesn't get up for college, not my problem. You know, he's 17, he's old enough to get his butt out of bed and onto the bus on in time. Usually I would have screamed and shouted and ragged him around, you know, kicked him out the door with no breakfast, shoes in his hand. But it's not my problem. Don't need to stress about that. And if Evie wants to eat a bowl of baked beans for a tea then she can. The, the problems that, that people stress about and that we have no patience over are such little tiny problems. There's so much bigger things going on in the world. And I just think patience is probably the hardest thing to learn. If you're not a naturally a patient person, it's very difficult. It is very difficult. It took me a long time to learn patience but I would have I would have never learned patience if I didn't have Cohen because once you have an autistic child who has communication and sensory issues you realize that life has to be about living and I don't want my children to remember me as a crazy mad shouting woman you know all the time so yeah, patience is, is a big one that my kids have taught me. So guys, thanks for listening. And remember, heck, you could be a king, a queen, a president because parents can do it all. Parents have the leadership, the ne negotiation and inspirational skills needed for life. 
I would never have known my true abilities if I didn't have my kids to inadvertently teach me.